It's cracking one open with Mike. <laughs> I think you mean Krusty <laughs> and Elise. <laughs> I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. Good to know. I, I figured they might get confused just by the title, so it's good that they can distinguish our voices. Otherwise, I think they might be confused. I know. I listen Mike, to so many podcasts where you can't really tell the co-hosts apart, so right. I know how challenging it can be. Like you listen to my brother and my brother and me, and it took me like forever to figure out how you knew which brother was which. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ah. Same thing with Wine and Crime. They're almost 200 episodes in, and it, it took me a very long time to distinguish between two of the girls. There's probably a lot of listeners right now that can't distinguish between my voice and your voice. Exactly. They probably don't know. It's a problem. So this is me. This is Mike. I'm Mike. <laughs> and that's Elise, the other one that was talking. The other one. There you go. Thanks. She's talking now. Thank you. Uh, I, I was waiting for you to talk <laughs> and I just kind of got like, oh, she's not talking. Okay. <laughs> You're so weird. Uh, <sighs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we are cracking open Beacon IPA from Half Full Brewery, which is located in Stamford, Connecticut. Half Full considers themselves to be a mindset first company that believes together we can make a world a more positive place. I suppose you could say they see their glass as half full. Oh, is that why it's called that? Oh, 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 oh. I see what they did there. Okay, just making sure. Mm-hmm. So their mission is to lead and inspire ideas and community through purpose-driven products, places, and experiences. How millennial. And their <laughs> vision is to be the number one reason people want to live in, work in, and help build a better Stanford, which I do like that idea. It's kind of cool. Um, for those of you non-Connecticut folks, Stanford is kind of our like mini Manhattan almost. I, I, I'm I emphasizing the mini. It's very much business based and a lot of people commute in and out every day from Connecticut or the surrounding areas. So it's that, also a place where a lot of young business people live that just go into the city because of its proximity. True. It's cause, so you can't really call it a mini Manhattan when a lot of people that live in Stanford just also commute to Manhattan. Mm. It's like mini Manhattan plus. Okay. Like how can we get as close as we can? Yeah. Without paying as much money as it is to be in the to city. To live, actually live <laughs> in New York. Yeah. That's too rich for my blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't argue. <laughs> so Half Full has even developed a rally cry. Quote, we believe it's always best to look on the bright side. We celebrate the risk takers, the dream makers, and the who says we can't sayers. We believe that thinking about what comes next is just as important as living in the moment. We praise the determined adventurers who know what's possible when you relentlessly pursue it. We believe optimism is a movement capable of changing the world and that it's our duty to make it be known. We value the tireless difference makers who recognize that together we can make the world a better place, one beer and one conversation at a time. Nice. Right? So I guess that's, I mean... We believe it's always look best to look on the bright side. Bright is one of the names of their like mainstay beers. Mm-hmm. Which I, I believe I've had before. Yeah. Um, we praise the determined adventurers who know it's possible when you relentlessly pursue it. Pursuit is another one of their beers. Okay. So, and oh, 
Uh, we believe optimism is a movement. Liquid liquid optimism is another one. Okay, that one I think I've had. Yep. 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 So they are very thematic. I can appreciate it. Their pumpkin beer is banging. <laughs> yeah. Which I just saw came out the other day uh, on Instagram. They just posted it. Ooh. I don't think we added them to our list of pumpkin beers in that one episode. No, but we can do it this year. That's right. Pumpkin beer two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> is that what we're calling the episode? Probably. You decided it. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I like it. <laughs> so Half Full describes Beacon like this. Quote, a radiant blend of New England and West Coast IPAs. Beacon is unfiltered and hop forward with aromas of citrus, pine and tropical fruit, plus a hint of bitterness. Beacon is crisp and refreshing at any time of year. So uh, despite being a blend of New England and West Coast IPAs, it looks like Beacon is categorized on most websites as a New England IPA and it clocks in at 6% ABV. Um, unfortunately, Half Full is apparently one of those breweries that does not disclose what hops they use in each brew. Uh. <laughs> I looked up several different beers of theirs just to see if that made a difference, and it did not. But I will say I still appreciate the way that their website is designed. Um, it's very similar to I can't remember what other brewery we we featured on another episode um, that I was raving about, but they actually have categories that the consumer can t- can kind of hone their their search by kind of like on on the page for beacon they list the style as ipa and then the flavor profile as hoppy slash tropical but each of those three descriptors are a link that will bring you to a list of their other beers that they feel fit that category so like hey like i liked this beer what else would i like uh, you know of this style i think it's a really good way to promote your own beer. products yeah absolutely but also why no hop descriptions yeah it's very odd i even i went through like their instagram i searched through beer review websites to see if anyone even like guessed what what hops were in it and there was nothing so cool think, search tool but please list your hops i think i'm gonna have please to. that means they probably don't list the uh srm mm, no <laughs> How do I know what color it is? Because <laughs> I saw pictures already and I, and I know what to expect. So you ready to crack it open then? I guess since we have nothing to talk about. <laughs> All right. Let's crack it. We were so out of sync. That was not our best crack. Not our best. <laughs> You know, our whole show is called Cracking It o- cracking one Open. And when we can't crack one open good, I mean, come on. Well, can't even talk good. Scrap the episode, start over. <laughs> so the beer is called Beacon, and it is pretty light like I expected. A little hazier than I actually thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Well, consider that it is a blend of New England and West Coast IPAs. So the New England is probably the the hazy part of it. Plus, it is also unfiltered. That I can tell because <laughs> I can see that's what's on the bottom. I, li- I really do like the color, though. Yeah, that is a really nice hazy, but not hazy kind of off tan orange color. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, just going from the color itself, if you put this in front of if I was sitting at a restaurant and you put this in front of me, I'd be like, all right, 
I, like I wouldn't even ask a question about oh, what yeah. kind of beer it was. Like I'm gonna like this, probably. <laughs> I was expecting more of a head, though. I will say, but then again, West Coast IPAs don't usually yeah, West have. Coast- don't have a head and then yeah. when you do in new england it's like a 50 50 yeah that's so, true i don't know off the it nose smells it's very piney, piney mm-hmm. and yeasty mm-hmm. like a like a hazy beer like a west coast haze, uh west coast beer actually yeah so i wonder if it'll be west coast on the nose and then kind of evolve into new england it the new taste. England. yeah west coast on the streets new england in the sheets baby <laughs> all right let's clink it and drink it drink yo. it and that, drink that it. could be trademarked I apologize. <laughs> Don't apologize. Let's make it ours. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I like it. It goes right from like pine to grapefruit. It does. That That is absolutely two IPAs in one. Yep. That is like West Coast. No, New England. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> You're right. It is basically West Coast on the nose and then mm-hmm. New England in the in taste because that nose piney yeastiness that you get. In West Coast IPAs, mm-hmm. that is the immediate taste, but only for a split second. And then yeah. you get that grapefruit as the remainder. I'm really glad that this comes in a six pack. <laughs> I, I, I like this. I know you're kind of sick of grapefruit, but I am sick I of think grapefruit. This is very interesting. And mango. And apricot. And apricot. Especially apricot. But I mean, I can appreciate that this has something different in terms of their beer. It really brings in. That West Coast really mixes with the grapefruit, though, to make it its own kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if the yeastiness in the taste of West Coast IPAs, which I've, as we've talked about on this podcast, as time has gone on over the last year and I've gotten to have more West Coast IPAs, Mm -hmm. I've really grown to like that yeastiness. Yes, I agree. Which I think I want to try the very first uh, West Coast IPA. I meant to tell you this. Mm hmm. Was that collaboration with Two Roads and I hated it? Oh, yeah. I almost wonder if now that I know that that's what to expect from it and now that I've that you grown to like that yeastiness, if I would have liked that again. Yeah. yeah. I almost want to go back and try it again. Not that I've disparaged it over the air, although I've talked about not liking that one before. I can't remember who that West Coast Brewer was, but I might like that now. Yeah. It Did they make it a, one of their core beers? I thought it was a limited release. It was a limited. It was a collab. Yeah. Okay. It was limited. Yeah. But Damn. I almost wonder if I would like that now, having had more and being used to that yeastiness, because I think that's what Probably. I don't like about it. But I just don't know if this is necessarily the beer for me. Mm. I'll drink more, but it's definitely an all year round beer. Yes. It's got a nice. It doesn't, it doesn't scream it. summer. Right. Well, I think the piney West Coasty grapefruitiness of it does scream summer a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that heaviness of it screams year round IPA. Yeah. Not that it's super heavy. It's not like a hazy, Mm-mm. not like a super hazy beer where you're drinking one. You're like, ugh. But as we've learned with most beers, especially lately, they seem to really evolve as we keep drinking them lately. So yeah, and we did. So last week we kind of, I kind of messed up and put the glasses in the freezer for way too long, and that definitely affected the taste of the beer as we as we drank. I kind of liked it, but as it got warmer, yeah, we got a different taste out of it. Yeah. So this time I put it, I put the glasses in the freezer much closer to the time when we were going to start to record so that they just got a little bit frosty. Yeah. This time it was more like exactly what you get when you go to a restaurant where they turn the glass upside down yep. and it's got that rinse And thing, do that like, yeah. Which I love. Wouldn't have to do that. <laughs> Don't say that name. Um, but no, I, I think you're, I think you're right to do that. And I know that a lot of people are like, you can't frost the glasses. And I know 
if we have any, I don't know if we have any listeners in England. I haven't checked our metrics in a while, mm. but I know I can just imagine them hating every time we talk about cold beer. But then again, but that, I don't. that's our thing. I know. But they also drink a lot of ales and, and stuff like that. Mm. I would imagine they still chill their lagers. Right. Like I that's. Know. I have to go on a beer tour of England. I wonder which, I wonder yeah. if any English brewery wants to sponsor our tour around England. Oh, what about the, <laughs> the uh, Black Sheep, the Monty Python one that we did early on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably episode not even 10. Is that one? I still want to do Old Speckle 10. And I think a Samuel Smith episode would be awesome. Oh, the the one that you did, the Butterbeer? I did, but I've had it like a long time ago. And Samuel Smith mm-hmm. is one of the oldest breweries. And I think they still use their original well. Oh, wow. From like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Ooh. So like, I, that's that's really interesting to me. That's like the ultimate cast iron pan. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's seriously seasoned. <laughs> but I think those would make some interesting episodes to talk about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that in terms of like the cold, it's like I know that some beers, I think we we just bought another one just to have. I can't remember the name of it. It's not not one we're going to do for this uh, the show unless mm-hmm. we like love it <laughs> and can find more of it. Um, but you just bought one for us to try that told us what temperature to drink it at again. Did I? Yep. It wasn't just, it wasn't a cold one. No, cold one had the temperature. And then mm-hmm. this new one that you bought had drink at oh, 55 degrees. One of the. um. One of the random six the se- pack guys. The seasonal yeah. ones yeah, that one I got seasonals. the other day. Yeah. Okay. So I think more beer should do that. But until then, I mean, yeah. you can still experiment. That's why I like that when the frosted glasses, when we're drinking and it gets from, goes from, you know, extreme cold when we're pouring it, the beer that's been in the fridge into these glasses that have been in the freezer and then they warm like this one mm-hmm. and you get these new smells and scents and taste sensations that you didn't get before mm-hmm. as you drink it. Like right now when I smelled it. I can get the grapefruit on the nose. It's not just that piney say, yeast anymore. It's much more grapefruity. It's kind of, it's almost overpowering the pine now on the nose. Yeah. It's kind of combined it all. Mm. And it's much more tangy. See, this is another beer. I think I like this more now. <laughs> and you, you, we, the glasses weren't even that frozen. No, not at all. They were in the freezer for like what? Mm. 10 minutes? 15? Yeah. I don't even know if that much. And it's kind of cold now, but it's not as cold. And that could just be refrigerator temperature too now. We might just be talking about a rise of maybe 10 degrees and it might be up to about 50 something. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the future we should we have like, need a, temp- like a, thermometer, a thermometer. Yeah. Get the digital thermometer out here and start going, okay, if it changes, all right, now dip it in and see, okay, now it's changed. Because these do change, but some of the other ones like the, the Berkshire um, brown ale that we had, that doesn't mm-hmm. change. I've had that. I've left that in my mug doing something else, come back to it when it got to room temperature and it was the same beer. But stuff I like these what IPAs. It, what it is that makes it change so drastically with the temperature? It seems like it's mostly IPAs that do it. No, the Kolsch kind of did it too. Yes. I don't know. I think just different flavors so activate did the, um, at, or become more powerful at different temperatures. Sorry. The no. bur- burn side also changed a lot as it got warmer. The brown. Plus, I, was brown about, I don't think yeah. that changed that much. Because I've had it at room temperature and I was like, yeah, it's the same ale. Oh, I thought you said Breckenridge for some reason. I'm sorry. No. Breckenridge would be really, well, I've really only had the vanilla porter from there before, but we haven't talked about it in the cast. I like the Breckenridge vanilla porter a lot, but if that's not cold and that gets warm, that becomes a syrup. Ooh. It actually gets sweeter as it gets warmer, which kind of makes sense. Hmm. And it becomes yeah. this, it, it becomes too much for me. But yeah. That's fair. It, the, it is a very, you can... Upon the first sip, 
even when it's cold, you can tell how sweet the base is. Right. We haven't done a lot of porters or stouts on the show yet. Let's let's do it for a Thanksgiving episode. How about that? You don't you like heard stouts. You heard it here first. Yeah, but you're is doing- that going to be my saison? Yeah, or that's going to be your saison kind yep. of thing. Okay, we'll <laughs> challenge each other. I like it because I love stouts. <laughs> We're going to drink a big old Guinness at the end. Oh, great! <laughs> uh, but no, I kind of as this is going, I kind of really like it. You're right, though. This is definitely like year round. The flavors have combined now that got a little warmer and it's it's more cool than ice cold. Mm -hmm. And the grapefruit and the yeast, the pine is still kind of a separate flavor, but the grapefruit and the yeast really work well together. And I don't think that that's a normal flavor combination for an IPA or at least a a West England IPA kind (laughs) of a thing going on. Yeah. But I think that. This beer is going to be hard to drink for people that haven't had a lot of West Coast IPAs yet. Yeah. And it's going to be hard for people on the West Coast. I, I don't know how, how I think far it would Heffel's be. I think it would those. be easier for a West Coast, for someone on the West Coast to try this because it starts out so West Coast style heavy. Okay. And then kind of evolves. So like you can ease into it. That's fair. I was thinking more it would taste like a bad West Coast because it has that West Coast flavor. And they drink oh. it and go, I think something went wrong with my IPA. <laughs> but that's possible. I, I think in our interview with uh, Andy from Dockside Brewing, because he was a mm-hmm. brewer from the West Coast, when he was talking about it, like at first he wasn't, if I remember correctly, he wasn't a fan of New England IPAs at first. Okay. Right? Is that is that right? I I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. And it took him a little while to kind of warm up to warm it. up to those. And it took me a little while to warm up to the West Coast IPAs because they are so different. And you don't yeah. think about that. It's like, for some reason, we haven't had this cross-pollination until like right now. And I don't know if the West Coast had, but here on the East Coast, I just assumed they were drinking New England IPAs. I didn't know West Coast IPA was a thing. I thought they were drinking IPAs. And maybe they had a couple of New Englands. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had their own style either. Maybe it's the same there. Maybe they didn't know New England had their own style. So yeah. we've all been doing that. I also wonder if the West Coast even really cares about pumpkin beer. Well, Andy doesn't like it. That's true. <laughs> so, but he was also forced to make one. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think pumpkin fever though around the, is around the country is a country thing. But I think you could be in Hawaii. I think you can be in, 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 be in Hawaii England. and people be like, "It's pumpkin time, yo." I really don't know. I don't know either. I feel like it's. I feel like pumpkin is a is very much a New England thing. We are definitely too into pumpkin. Yeah. I will admit that. And I love pumpkin. We are too into pumpkin. But it is one of the only good things about the fall. <laughs> Says not the fall, baby. Here's what's good about the fall. And I will bring it up time and time again. Everything. Beers. Halloween. And that three days when the leaves have changed color. And nothing has fallen yet. (laughs) And even then, those leaves to me just represent the trees are dying and summer is over. So it's tough. And then traffic is coming because of all the the peepers. I got to wear long shirts and long pants. Or is it shorts and long pants? Sweaters, scarves, and boots for life. Ugh, We're getting off topic. Sorry. That's fine, though. You're a fall baby. I am a fall baby. Libras unite. (laughs) So back to the beer. Yeah. (laughs) 
I kind of like it now. I, I started off, I was a little on the fence. I'm really liking it, as you can tell by. Do you still like it now that it's evolved? I do. That's interesting because I really wasn't a huge fan at the beginning, but now I kind of, I dig this. I'm getting, a yeah, the the grapefruit and yeast, I, I dig that combination. It's very unique. Because now it's one flavor. Mm-hmm. When it started, it wasn't one flavor. It was one than the other. Now it's kind of combined. It's almost like, you know what it is? You know how you have some drinks, like let's say you have an iced coffee mm-hmm. or maybe it's also a flavored iced coffee and you let it down and you let it sit for too long and then eventually it separates. So you got to mix it back up and twirl it before it comes back again. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this beer and a couple of the other beers we've done in the cast so far go the opposite way. You pour it when it's too cold and it's separated. And you have to let it sit to actually come together. Okay, I can see that. Because this beer right now, I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite. I don't think it's as drinkable as you do, but it is in a 12 ounce can and it's. Yeah, if this if this was a tall boy, I don't know if I would be able to do it. But you know what else, though? I think I want another one after this, but I, I don't know if I could do more than two. And I think only I want to do two because it's the first time I've had. It. I think normally it's just like a one and done kind of one. Mm-hmm. But I do really appreciate the flavors in this. Yeah. They they stand out. This is a beer that they worked on and perfected. Like, I feel like the the flavors in this are very purposeful, not just something that they like threw together and see what works kind of thing. Do you think there are West Coast breweries that are also making their own New England IPAs now? I hope so. Do you think we're crossbreeding too much? Crossbreeding? Do you think it's kind of gen- gentrifying the <laughs> beer community? Like there's no longer a... But then again, you're never going to... Who's going to go to the West Coast all the time? Is that like I own a summer house in California, you know, I'm yeah. not going there. So like, yeah, I want to try some California beer out here and vice versa. I'm sure it's the same way. Yeah. People can't I, get to Manhattan, but people love the thought of being like we are so close to New York and people mm-hmm. in Ohio can't do that. Yeah. It's like, which we take for granted. I'm sure Californians take that for what granted. What kind of IPAs do people in the Midwest drink? Do they drink IPAs? They might drink a combination of both. I mean, Utah, I mean, they don't drink anything, but yeah. <laughs> Well, not legally. Those poor <laughs> bastards. <laughs> they probably drink, there might be even Midwest IPAs that we don't know about. There might be like right? other types of beer. What's a Canadian IPA? It's all maple syrup, ales and stouts there. <laughs> Who Come are we on, kidding? Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> Which I'm not knocking. I am all for that. <laughs> Have you ever had the one from Lawson's? Yeah. When we did the Gathering of the Binds, that was the oh, okay. thing they had on sample and it and it was amazing. Remember, well, I, they're they're in Vermont, so they're basically in Canada. <laughs> I told them, I told them when I had that sample at Gathering mm-hmm. the Pines, I was like, "This is one of the greatest things I've ever had." Yeah, because I've I've been popping, I've <coughs> I've seen it, it pop up in the the liquor stores like just recently again. Yeah, it's finally starting to pop up in like everywhere. Yeah, so I definitely want to buy it in can. Although I hope it's as good in can as it was in draft on draft. Mm. Lawson's would be a really nice day trip for is. us because the brewery itself that they built looks beautiful. Oh, f- and I really want to go down there and check it out. Plus, Sip of Sunshine is awesome. Well, we, we I feel like that would be a good like long weekend because there are a couple of breweries, breweries there, in Vermont yeah. that we could hit at the same time. True, 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 true. All right. So the Beacon Can mm-hmm. is less colorful than I've seen from Half Full before, but I might be just be used yeah. to their tap handles. Which are very colorful. No, they're a lot of their mainstays are much um, brighter, for <laughs> lack of a better. <laughs> so these, this twelve ounce can just has the normal like wrap around um, sticker on it. 
It is white and different shades of light blue. It's just got a very uh, clear drawing of a lighthouse on a shoal uh, in front of a small town. And above it, it says Half Full Brewery. On the side, it says Half Full Brewery. It's the logo, which is a half full beer cup Mm -hmm. with their logo on it. And it says a radiant blend of New England and West Coast IPAs. Beacon is unfiltered and hot forward. It often is. The aromas <laughs> of citrus pine and tropical fruit plus a hint of bitterness. Beacon is crisp and refreshing any time of year. I think the can is really pretty. I really like the drawing, that kind of no-nonsense. Yeah. almost looks like architecture drawing. Well, it, I think it's supposed to represent Samford. And then there's just a lighthouse there. Oh, yeah. But it looks like when an architect is drawing like something yeah. on a sheet of paper, just that blue mm-hmm. and just a pen, like a blue pencil. It's- simplistic and structured and i i really like the monotone um or cr- the light blue kind of yeah. yeah the shades of blue mm-hmm. half full is i think known for their light blue that's usually in their main logo but yes. then also pops of yellow and stuff like that mm-hmm. normally so half full brewery is really good this beer is really interesting and i've also i've, I've had a bunch of beers from them before you love their peach beer their peach beer is great their pumpkin beer is Amazing on draft. That, I've never had it. Is that one of the ones bottle. that they they serve with the sugar spice? That is the one. Rim. Yeah, we always get on the sugar spice room at Colony Grill mm-hmm. every year at Colony Grill. Without fail, they had it. That's the first place we had it. And then since that we've had it a couple other places. But yeah. yes, that's awesome. Every everything that Halfful has put out so far that I've had, I really like. Mm-hmm. This beer is interesting, and I like it. Mm-hmm. It's the most complex beer I think I've had from them. Yeah, but definitely check out Halfful. They've got. A couple locations, I think, now in Stanford. We'll get to it. Which is cool. <laughs> um, yeah. This is Beacon. I'm going to drink the rest of mine now. Okay. <laughs> so, as a special treat for you and for us, <laughs> we also have a limited release from Half Full that we're going to crack open now. What? That's right. Bonus beer. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> well, okay. So it's not actually beer. Let's back up for a minute. What? Ooh. You said bonus beer. Give it a minute. All right. So Halfel recently opened a location that is separate from the brewery, but is also located in Stamford, and it's called The Third Place. So on their main page, they call it a fresh and ever-changing concept for the community by the community. Designed to be your home away from home and work, Third Place brings award-winning offerings from top local brands, end quote, which is a very interesting, but also a very vague dis- uh, way to describe a place. If you dis- if you dig just a little bit deeper on their website, they have a kind of a better explanation, and it goes like this, quote, as a society, we are more connected than we've ever been in history. A world of information, entertainment, gratification, and communication is at our fingertips in an instant. The meteoric rise of social media platforms show us how, as a society, we have been physically deficient of local outlets for meaningful interactions. Third places are set to fill that void, that necessity, that hunger, that innate desire for connection, a sense of plate, a sense of place, and a spiritual growth. So I can get with that, I guess. It's nice to unplug from everything. I wonder if they even have like accessible outlets 
um, like a lot of places do now, like Starbucks, or if they're just like, nah, you come to the wrong place for that friendo. Like you gotta, in, you in, gotta interact. In Stanford. Yeah. I can see everyone in Stanford just being like, uh, yeah. Judging by like what I've seen of Stanford and like the places around it. It's just very much like these like wound up how to do types, mm. like calm down, man. <laughs> I think people our age or even younger just being like, so business focused mm. it's like no i don't want any part of no this <laughs> it's like 80s guy on even more coke yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. so they serve a pretty interesting variety of food and drink everything from nitro coffees tea and lattes made by source coffee to beignets and burgers by hapa which is uh... yeah it's the food truck that we've had maybe two or three times um, while they were stationed at Two Roads, and their food is amazing. Um, like, too good to just be a food truck. So, while I am thoroughly disappointed that this means we will probably not be seeing them at locally two, again, locally yeah. anytime soon, um, they totally deserve to have like their own place because. It's well, they just, said they were opening their whole place. I didn't know. Yeah, it was be I don't know if it. I don't know if they were talking about this place or if they were originally planning to open their own. I don't know. Well, I originally had wanted to go to Half Full, and then when I heard about Third Place, I wanted to go to Third Place. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now you want to go to Third Place even I more. Really, really, <laughs> really want to go to Third Place. Yeah. If you're in and around Southern Connecticut, and Stamford is not the worst drive for you. Hapa is like the selling point. It should be the selling point for you. Yeah. You're not going to see something like Hapa around the Northeast too often. It's true. Continue. <laughs> uh, then obviously they serve beer brewed on site from half full as well as beer to go. And they have draft cocktails made with spirits from local distilleries. Um, they don't list which distilleries though. So I'm, I am very curious about that. So that's where they get the... The other breweries, that's where they get the beverages from all over kind yeah. of thing. Okay. Yeah. So I was wondering, well, what other breweries did they pair with? Okay. So it's just the alcohol is from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the bonus beer that's not actually beer. Rise and Grind, is, according to Half Full, is, quote, a hard coffee collab between Rise Nitro Brewing Co. and Half Full Brewery. We are stoked to bring you this most excellent beverage brewed with organic coffee and malt. This is a dairy-free, alcoholic nitro coffee that's perfect for tailgating and 4 p.m. happy hours. Um, it's Their descriptors on the website are <laughs> coffee and roasty. Shocker. Mm-hmm. It's 5% ABV, and it actually does contain 90 milligrams of caffeine. So... Not too shabby. That's that's essentially a cup of coffee right there. Yeah, because this isn't this isn't coffee beer. It's not coffee flavored something. It's hard coffee. This is literally alcoholic coffee. Yeah. So when we chose this episode, I was really pumped to talk to Half Full about this. Unfortunately, they never got back to me. Yeah, we were hoping. Uh, but that was one of the things that really drew me. Like we hadn't done Half Full before, and I love mm-hmm. Half Full. Mm-hmm. When I saw Beacon, we were like, okay. That's something that we haven't had before. Let's talk about, we could talk about that. And then I saw the coffee and I was like. Because it was like right next to it on the shelf at the liquor store. And we were like, wait a minute, what is that? (laughs) It's it's like nothing I've ever heard of before. Yeah. 
alcoholic coffee, not a coffee beer, because you don't have coffee beer. And depending on your coffee beer, the, it can be very, very coffee. Like yeah. the coffee beer we've had at. But a lot of Thimble the times Island the coffee, coffee beer goes hand in hand with like being a stout or also chocolate or. Exactly. So you can have like Expressway or the Thimble Island, which name is escaping for some reason, which were very much like coffee beers. Mm-hmm. Very coffee forward. But then you can have other ones that are coffee stouts that are kind of like beer with a hint of coffee that also tastes like just chocolate. Yeah. But never one that is just straight up nitro coffee. Coffee. Yeah. So very exciting. Yeah. Let's crack it. <gasps> I'm excited. We have we have a chance for redemption at cracking this episode. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. What glass do we I put this in a glass where I get two coffee cups? Oh God, I don't know. Oh my God, I needed those fancy glass espresso coffee cups. <laughs> All right. Our second crack of the evening. It's time for redemption. <laughs> I believe in you. Ooh. I like it. Yep. It is not filled all the way. That might be so it doesn't explode. Yeah. So while I'm pouring it out, it it, it looks like coffee. <laughs> oh, it, oh man. That smells so good. Oh, it smells just like coffee. Clank it. It does have that little malty scent though. Mm. Like as if it were maybe a beer. That could just be there's, the nitro. There's, there's alcohol in this. What? <laughs> Like 5% alcohol. I cannot taste it. It is a smooth, smooth beer, but mm. nitro beer is often smooth and not, it's not very bitter at all. Not at all. And it is dairy free. Right. So. Which coffee is dairy free. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like it, you don't even. That's the weird thing about nitro. If you haven't had nitro before, the nitro mm. will slightly carbonate things. It like mellows a Guinness, it out. Yeah. And it, it mellows it out. It gives it a creaminess. That you would see. There's a lot of nitro beers out now that use the same technology. So mm-hmm. instead of CO2 or, or whatever they used to, or bar mix some places used to make their beer go, this uses nitrogen. It's a very smooth coffee. That's a really good coffee. Notes of chocolate. Oh, for sure. That was actually what it, the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> it's slightly roasty. I think it could be more roasty. I, I like really roasty smelling coffees. Yeah. So I think it could smell roastier, but I think for someone like you who aren't as big into. I'm not a big coffee drinker. The coffiest of coffees. Yeah. I do enjoy a nice coffee on occasion, but generally I'm, I'm more into just straight up black tea. <laughs> I will drink as many coffees as you put in front of me a day. Yep. Literally. Um, It doesn't quite taste completely like coffee, though. I will say. I get a little bit of dryness. On my tongue, and I don't know if that's the bitterness from the coffee itself. Yeah, I can't tell if it's the coffee or the malt or the nitro, mm. but something's making it not taste like your average coffee. However, it doesn't quite taste like a coffee beer either. No. So it's definitely- It, it definitely leans much more coffee than beer. That's probably the best way to describe it, is a coffee beer that veers almost 90% coffee. Yeah. But then there's that 10% that you're just like, there's a little something different about this, but it's not alcohol. I mean, it is. That's definitely probably what the 10% is, but it's not like you can taste the alcohol or feel the alcohol. No. It's just, there's something else there within that coffee, but it is very interesting. Can you feel your teeth chattering? 
Not yet. <laughs> my, my skeleton is not vibrating out of my, my skin yet. What if you added milk and sugar to this? I don't know. I will say <laughs> I, I didn't show you yet, but they did have a suggestion for a mixed coffee drink that includes bourbon. I'm listening. <laughs> Using this? Yes. Ooh. I know what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> I quite enjoy this. This is very good. This is what you get from your favorite coffee beers that are really coffee-y. Mm -hmm. Only it really is just coffee with some alcohol in it. Yeah. Which probably makes it slightly less calories, too. Also true. Yeah, because coffee is basically no calories until you start adding all the bullshit yeah just bean juice is zero calories and, yeah. yep which is usually how i drink it because you're hardcore that's right so again it's a silver can 12 ounce it says rise and grind and kind of comic book font red and blue it and is some yeah beans totally. exploding behind it which is kind of <laughs> cool almost like like concept art like just a brown yeah. and, and tan marker just being drawn which is kind of cool and it says rise and the lightning bolt and half full it really is super comic booky which is really cool mm-hmm Black bars on the top and bottom, 5% alcohol by volume, uh, nitro coffee, molten hops on the side. It's got a symbol with like kind of the wheat circle on either side. You see a lot of farmhouse kind of things mm -hmm. and two presses pressing a coffee bean. I feel like it's a as vice. It drips. Yeah. It's like, like a squeezing vice. Squeezing a coffee bean. Which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Malt beverage with coffee added, brewed in can at Half Full Brewery in Stamford, Connecticut in collaboration with Rise Nitro Brewing Company. Nitro infused, please enjoy. And on this one, you get that nice light blue and the white. Yeah, and the, the multicolor half full. Half full logo, logo that we were that talking we're about. Used to seeing. Rise and Grind, a malt-based alcoholic collab, coffee collab between Rise Brewing Co. and Half Full Brewery. We are stoked to bring you this most excellent beverage brewed with organic <laughs> coffee, malt, and hops. Teamwork, hell yeah, there's two hands clapping above the Rise Brewing Company and the Half Full logo. It's Peruvian coffee plus hops and malts. And I also believe it's organic for those that are conscious of that. Uh, it said it on the website. <laughs> I believe it. I think that's kind of what they're going for with the, the wheat yeah. logo on the side is that, hey, it's organic. Yeah. Also has links to risebrewingco.com on the side and halffullbrewery.com on the side as well in the logo. So this is really good. I'm really... I'm not surprised because this is kind of what the description seemed like. Mm -hmm. It would just be a coffee that happened to have alcohol. Yeah. So uh, get ready for me to smuggle this into work a bunch of times. Like, <laughs> Oopsie. Oh, oh, the day just started. It's already done. <laughs> I was awake and happy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is very, very smooth. Very good. Yeah. If you like nitro coffee. You're probably going to dig this. You like alcohol. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> you don't even have to spike your coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is, basically. Mm -hmm. A little bit of Kahlua would also be good in this, too. Just to Ooh. sweeten it up, but still keep that coffee flavor and not lose anything. Yep. Would a splash of Bailey's curdle? Not if you drink it fast enough. Because <laughs> I want to put the milk. I want to see if it was milk and cream in here, or milk and sugar. Yeah. I don't know if you even need the sugar. Eh, maybe just Probably a not. Bit to sweeten it up to make it more of a mixed drink kind of a thing. But yeah, no, this is fantastic. This is really cool. I like this a lot. I'm <laughs> glad we bought it. Me too. So yeah, that is Rise and Grind, a collaboration from Rise Nitro and Half Full. That's right. Pick it up while you can. Limited release. And 
Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on krakenoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at krakenoneopen or shoot us an email at krakenoneopen at gmail.com. Uh, any questions, comments, suggestions, we want to hear from you, dear listener. That's right. Let us know what you want us to drink. If you have a beer that you think is cool that we can get yeah. in the Southern Connecticut area, let us know. If the, if you're and a we'll brewery that wants us to promote one of your items or try one of your items, let, let you know what we think of it, send us an email. We'll go out and try to find it if we can't find it. If you want to send it to us or you want us to come up there and interview you guys, let us know. I'll do my beer search. Yeah. The beer fesser right here is ready <laughs> and willing and able to do whatever our listeners want us to do uh, in terms of beer. So let us know. There you go. You got any plugs? Oh, I've got plenty of plugs. <laughs> First of all, I've got two other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we do a podcast about forgotten films that for some reason were forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie or maybe don't love about it, but we'll always recommend that you revisit it. And you can listen to Forgotten Cinema every Wednesday at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or on anywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on social media at Forgotten Cinema Podcast or Forgotten Cinema Pod. Every Thursday, we put out a really fun commercial, so check those out. <laughs> and I've got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave where we're two guys who play way too many video games. Join us as we talk about everything from Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, PC, VR. We have it all. We play it all. We'll bring it to you all. We'll talk previews, reviews, gaming news, our theories, our thoughts. Every other week, we'll do a post game presented by Two Player Bros, where we'll go over the latest games or some awesome newer classics. We'll talk about how they were made, developers' thoughts and their reactions on the game, as well as our own gameplay and story reviews. Find that at twoplayerbros.com all over social media and both podcasts as well as our own crack one open are part of the forgotten entertainment family. So you can go to forgottenentertainment.com and check those out. I've also got audiobooks I do that are available on audible.com. Most of my horror books, but I'm going to spread out as we go. <laughs> check those out. Audible.com. Look for Michael Butler, not Michael something Butler, not anything else. Just Michael Butler. Check out my audible books. They're awesome. They are. I heard them. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Help me feed her <laughs> <laughs> please and as a special thanks for our theme uh which was composed and performed by joe reichert until next time cheers, cheers. half full brewery will return in pumpkin beer two, electric <laughs> boogaloo <laughs> 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 <laughs>